Mental health and suicide can be challenging topics to talk about, especially with young people. Unseen is an award-winning short film that has been created specifically for that purpose. The film and accompanying resources were created to help you have a hopeful conversation with someone who is struggling. Unseen has been shown to thousands of young people across the U.S. and Ireland and sparked countless positive conversations leading to openness and vulnerability. Download the film and resources for free at unseenfilm.org. Welcome to the Evangelizing Catholic Culture podcast show with your host, Father David Tickerhoof, T-O-R. Father David is a retired priest currently ministering in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at Our Lady Queen of Peace House of Evangelization. You can find the show notes for each episode on the podcast website, evangelizingcatholicculturepodcast.com. The teachings in this podcast are the thoughts and prayers of Father Tickerhoof and are based upon his good standing in the Catholic Church. And now, here's your host, Father David. You can find today's recording, The Joy of Living the Gospel and Knowing God's Will, Podcast number 18 at evangelizingcatholicculturepodcast.com. And now, here's Father David. Good morning, brothers and sisters. Today, as we're going to look at knowing God's will in our daily life and the joy of that, we want to see it as three aspects. The second builds on the first and the third builds on the second, and together they make a picture, they give us a picture. But this morning, the first uh, presentation on knowing God's will in our daily life is going to be more of an explanation of the context and the content of the world we live in, in terms of living the gospel. May we begin. Dear Lord, we ask your guidance and direction in knowing your will and in the joy of living in Jesus and building the kingdom of God on earth. Often, when a member of a family receives a threatening or fatal medical diagnosis, the tendency in this situation, especially for the individual, is to devote themselves to putting everything in order. They may update their will, redeed their property, even pre-plan their funeral. All of this is to ensure that their loved ones are well taken care of once they are gone. At the Last Supper, Jesus does the same with his disciples. In his pre-planning to physically leave them, he tells them the following things to remember and do. He tells them to remain in him. If they don't, they will not produce fruit, because apart from him, they can do nothing. If they remain in him, they can ask for what they want, and it will be done for them. If they keep the commandments, they will remain in his love, especially the great commandment of loving God and loving one another. He tells them they are his friends, and he has given them everything the Father has given him. Quote, I speak this in the world so that they may share my joy completely. I give them the word, and the world hated them, 
End of quote. Then he tells them the world is going to hate them because they do not belong to the world. Quote, because they do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but, you, but that you keep them from the evil one. Consecrate them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I send them into the world. And I consecrate myself for them so that they may be consecrated in truth. End quote. See John 17, verses 11 to 19. Consecrating, consecration in this scripture means being set aside for the purposes of being a sacrificial love offering through suffering and death. Hatred here means resist, plot against, persecute, and kill. And they will do this because they do not know him or the Father. The world will hate them be without cause. When this happens, they will remember that he prepared them and told them that this would happen. However, he will send them the Holy Spirit and he will guide them and teach them all truth. He told them to take courage because he has conquered the world and he wants them to live the victorious life. They are told by him to remain committed, courageous, and merciful in face of adversity, struggle, trial, suffering, and persecution. In this consecration for the sake of the truth of the gospel, his disciples will discover the will of the Father. I was speaking to a close friend a short time ago, and he was reflecting on the state of the world at this present time. Referring to the mayhem in our postmodern world, he said, the world has become a very dangerous place to live. Many people undoubtedly are perceiving these same realities. The question one may hear occasionally is, why is God allowing these things to take place? How does this situation reflect on the consideration of God's will in our daily life? When we look at the world around us and take the time to reflect on the beautiful and wonderful world of creation, we can't help to be deeply moved by the glorious wonder of God's creating love and the truth that we, quote, partner, unquote, with God in unfolding of his creative love. How many gifts the good Lord has given us? We all have received many tremendous blessings, both spiritual and temporal. Just in recent years, the many new discoveries in medicine and the development of modern technologies. All of these things and many others. Original, personal, and social sin has deeply marred the beautiful world of God's creation, which is an expression of God's gracious love for us. This, brothers and sisters, is the world of reality in which we live. 
To counteract the broken reality of sin in the world, God's plan is fulfilled in his beloved son, Jesus, our Lord. Quote, we know that no one begotten by God commits sin. Rather, God protects the one begotten by him, and so the evil one cannot touch him. We know that we belong to God while the whole world is under the evil one. We know, too, that the Son of God has come and has given us discernment to recognize the one who is true. And we are in the one who is true, for we are in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life, unquote. See 1 John 5, verses 18 to 20. Have no love, quote, have no love for the world, nor the things that the world affords. If anyone loves the world, the Father's plan, the Father's love has no place in him. For nothing that the world affords comes from the Father. Carnal allurements, enticement for the eye, the light of empty show and pretension, all these are from the world, and the world with its seduction seductions is passing away but the person who does god's will endures forever unquote see 1 john 2 verse 15 what does it mean to leave go of the worldliness of modern reality and do god's will in all things especially and primarily in my daily life if we give up our own worldly way of life and begin to follow the ways of the Holy Spirit, we surrender our own isolated way of life, our own isolated and selfish determination of our human life. We then take on the supernatural likeness of Christ and imitate the life of Christ, living a life in the Holy Spirit who lives in us and is united to us. Then our nature is transformed so that we are no longer merely human beings, but also sons and daughters of the Father. Spiritual human beings by reason of the share we have received in the divine nature. This makes us all one in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We are one in mind and holiness. We are one through our communion in sacred, the, the sacred flesh of Christ and our sharing in the one Holy Spirit. See St. Cyril of Alexandria in the Liturgy of Hours, Volume 2, page 873. It is easily seen in the scripture that the Spirit changes those in whom he comes to dwell. He so transforms them that they begin to live a completely new kind of life. Quote, as we behold the glory of the Lord with unveiled faces, that glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit transforms us all into into his own likeness from one degree of glory to another. See 2 Corinthians 3.18.
And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. What does it mean to leave the world of modern reality and seriously look to change some things in our modern and postmodern life? The goal is becoming free from, quote, the negative spirit of this world, the negative spirit of this world. As we live our good and wonderful human life in this material world created in God's love, the key goal is seeking and doing the will of God. It is probably one of the most ignored and neglected understanding of the truth of God's will in our own Christian life and growth. Through the mercy of God, quote, offer your bodies as a spiritual sacrifice pleasing to the Lord. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed in the renewal of your mind in order to know what is good, pleasing, and perfect, unquote. See Romans 12, verses 1 to 3. How can we know God's will in our lives if we don't directly relate to attitudes, choices, decisions, behaviors in the practical situations of our daily life. Just as the truth is in Jesus, quote, that you should put away the old self of the former way of life, corrupted through deceitful desires, and be renewed in the spirit of your minds. <clears throat> and put on the new self, created in God's way, in righteousness and holiness of truth. See Ephesians 4, verses 21-24. A fresh, new, spiritual way of thinking. Do we run the risk of mistaken opinions, disagreements, and criticisms from others? Absolutely. Nevertheless, we really need to cut to the chase here. Can we identify the attitudes and the system of negative values which characterizes modern thinking and acting? If we look closely at what's going on in the world, we definitely can. What things are opposed to the revelation of God and his most precious will for those he loves? For the sake of honoring God and loving our brothers and sisters, we should humbly try. The first step in this attempt is to identify some of the idols, false gods, and then look at some of the attitudes and behaviors which are antithetical or hostile to God and his will as revealed in the scriptures and in Jesus. And follow and obey what he wants for the, for the nations of the world, specifically for what he wants for family life in the church and for each individual living in the world of our time. Of course, it would be impossible to cover everything that may need to be mentioned, but I will attempt to identify some things that may stimulate some specific considerations for us. It would be helpful if you would think about, under the guidance of the Spirit, some things that may easily come to you, which I won't be mentioning. 
These things may point out some areas in your own life which may need some attention in regard to leaving the spirit of the world. The Lord may give to you some wisdom and understanding in growing in spiritual freedom as you attempt to do the Father's will in your personal life and in the lives for whom you may have some responsibility. Looking at identifying some idols and false gods in society, St. Pope John Paul II came to the United States a decent number of times even before he became Pope. He really loved the American people, and he recognized the potential for American Christians to make a tremendous impact on the international scene in terms of proclaiming the gospel and living by those values. One time, a group of Americans were complaining about all the bad stuff on TV, and, asked what, and they asked the Holy Father, what should we do? His simple answer was, turn it off. He also took the time to warn American Christians that democracy without a religious evangelical base could easily become a new totalitarianism, a new Nazism, which he knew well because of his personal experience in the European situations with communism. These situations characterize a negative philosophy, a nihilism, a meaningless and emptiness of life without God, violent destruction of peoples and two world wars. The leaders of this movement abandoned God and designed new false gods of atheistic humanism and abusive, murderous control of individuals. As we today in this country remove God and his values from the American scene, we become victims by tolerating violent, destructive behavior and obliterating the dignity and value of God given human life. Interestingly, a recent article I read about the toxic destruction of being exposed to third, third degree of smoking, not second degree, or first degree, but third degree of smoking, which means living in places where people have smoked for years. The theory is that individuals living there now are absorbing the toxic poison through their skin. Have we, with little thought, brought into our social values a destructive secular humanism? Because we just absorb these attitudes and values in our society as God's will is ignored in society and in the media. The com commercials on television and movies, in a very charming manner, promote a present way of life on TV but which highlights the negative values of unbridled materialism and compulsive buying and spending, liberal sexual behavior, immodest dress and behavior, and programs that foster violence, indecency, killing, materialism, 
indecent exposure and paranormal forms of the occult, etc. Ingesting these attitudes unconsciously over a period of time actually changes our way of thinking and our value system, and we're not even aware of it. It gets us used to ignoring God and his commandments and not feeling guilty about it as we give in to an inordinate and quiet toleration of all the things and all that's going on in our society. Do we allow our children, for example, to have unsupervised access to watch whatever they want, especially by having TV in their rooms and carrying their iPhones, computers, and TV all day long into the night? Just that little example. There's many, many others that we could look at. Democracy without God leads to bondage and the loss of the dignity of the human person. We see many forms and degrees of destructive behavior very evident in the life of our beloved young people. Look at all the suicides that happen for so insignificant reasons. Sometimes the bullying has led to young people to take their lives. Many feel lost and abandoned by others, not open, open to good and healthy supportive and productive relationships, but open to do destructive things to themselves, drugs, for example, and in some cases to others. So brothers and sisters, this is the context that we are dealing with when we currently seek to uh, find out what God's will is for my personal life and for those that we have a special love for. So now may we pray and ask God's grace and blessing to give us wisdom and guidance in many things in our choices and decisions seeking his will for our daily life. Dear Lord, grant us the grace to love you with our whole heart, mind, and soul. To the love in love and truth we seek to know and do your will. Help us, O merciful Lord, to leave aside the quote, negative spirit of the world, unquote, which fosters destructive behavior and darkness of mind. Give us a spirit, give us a spirit-led discernment, the special enlightenment from the spirit about the worldliness of modern life, that we may have the light of you, Father, and the Holy Spirit unfolding your will in our lives, and grant us purity of heart, to do your loving will for ourselves and our brothers and sisters for whom you have asked us to serve. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. The opinions on this broadcast are those of Father Tickerhoof. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast, and please share this podcast with a friend. And to contact Father David, email him at frdavidjt at gmail.com and be sure to leave Father a star rating on any podcast app. You can find more information about Father David on evangelizingcatholicculturepodcast.com.